Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. Julie Wilcox is the author of The Win-Win Diet, How to Be Plant-Based and Still Love What You Eat. This is one of several podcasts that we're launching all at once to focus on food and nutrition and health and wellness. Julie is a wellness consultant, writer, teacher, and coach who believes in personalized solutions that speak to individual needs. As a founder of Julie Wilcox Wellness and co-founder of Ishta Yoga, Julie has taught thousands of clients individually and through corporate wellness programs. Her personal and professional experience are backed by a Master of Science degree in Nutrition and Dietetics from NYU and national certifications in yoga and fitness. Her articles and videos have been featured in Forbes, Fox News, Mind Body Green, Parade, Refinery29, and Greatest, to name a few. 
She's also a consultant and advisory board member for Quincy Asian Resources, an NGO providing food security and health and wellness services to underserved immigrant populations, and executive wellness director of Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms to Have Time to Read Books to discuss the win-win diet. Thanks, Libby. It's wonderful to be here, as always. This is so crazy because how long, I mean, I feel like we've known each other since we were born, basically, right? Practically, yes. <laughs> I'd say probably around three years old. It's been a long time. <laughs> wow. Um, I feel like I have all these baby pictures of me, even with like your sisters at like my birthday party or something. Like they were, I mean, your older sisters were like these cooler, older girls. And I don't know, it's just the coolest thing, right? <laughs> and here we are. So. It's awesome to have friends that um, go that far back and it is. unique. We're very lucky, I think. It's true. Probably because so many of us have stayed right here. <laughs> yes. Born and bred New Yorkers. Yeah. Once a New Yorker, always a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Before we dig into the specifics of the book, why, how did you get into this whole area of interest, nutrition, food, lifestyle, all of this wellness, everything? Like, give us the quick background from when you were three and we were hanging out to now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes back pretty far, but not quite that far. Um, but I was an Olympic aspiring gymnast as a kid, um, started about at eight years old um, and practiced very intensively until I was 15. That was under Russian coaches about four hours a day, six days a week, and often competed on the seventh. Um, so a very rigorous training to say the least. Um, and of course food and, and nutrition was, um, an, an important topic of, of conversation and, and life and lifestyle. Um, at that time it was, uh, really geared towards showing up being, you know, extremely slim, having very low body fat and you know, enough energy to, to compete at your highest level. Um, but ironically, it didn't focus so much on individuality or even necessarily proper nutrition. Um, but what I did take away from that experience was an extraordinary amount of discipline and um, and structure um, and, and the knowledge of how to, to use that and implement that throughout my life um, to, to my advantage, essentially. Later, I became a yoga teacher and studio owner. And at that time, as an adult, I really learned to bring mindfulness and balance into my equation to really kind of soften those rough edges, perfectionist edges that I had, you know, as, as a, a, a kid. And then certainly in, until I got to this point, um, they still sort of lingered with me. So that brought me to a much more content place um, in, in all aspects of my life. Um, and then finally, I went back to school to get my master's of science in nutrition and dietetics at NYU. And I really was able to learn about the hard science of food and nutrition. And that was um, really important and gave me that um, knowledge about the, the personalization when I spoke just a moment ago about, you know, even as a gymnast, in, kind of focusing diet on your specific needs as an individual human being was, was not attended to. And when I went to school and I was, I was studying um, and immersed in, in the academics of it um, and reading all the research and, and the evidence, that's what came out most powerfully to me. And I just am so passionate about it all and, and finished the degree and dove into writing this book, uh, which really is about um, how to 
how to finesse a personalized diet, personalized plant-based diet. Wow. So like, what do you eat? What did you have for breakfast? Like what, what's your, like, what's, so, seriously, like, what do you eat in a day? I'm yeah. Well, th- this morning actually, um, was atypical because I, I developed a new recipe this week, um, which was inspired by a dish I had in Miami about a month and a half ago. And it's, um, my, my variation on it is half a papaya filled with tahini, drizzled mm. uh, with honey and topped with some of my homemade granola, which the recipe for that is in the book and, uh, and some berries. Well, that sounds good. That was this morning. Typically I will otherwise have my antioxidant smoothie, which is also in the book. And, and I will top that with some of the granola as well. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a good, I think five day a week breakfast meal. Um, for lunch, I usually have my go-to salad, which is, some kind of green lettuce, um, often romaine or sometimes arugula, um, cherry tomatoes, walnuts, cucumbers, um, avocado, and then a plant-based protein or a couple slices of cheese or something. And my white balsamic dressing and then dinner. And I'll usually have a, um, almond flour tortilla with that. Or if I have some leftovers of something from dinner the night before, maybe my plant-based meatballs, um, or some tofu, whatever that may be, I'll throw that in. Um, and I'm kind of make it in little piles and it's really yummy and delicious and beautiful. (laughs) Um, and, um, and then for dinner, it's, it changes up. That's where I really kind of like to have the, the most variety. I believe in the discipline and the structure and the routine pretty much for two meals of the day for breakfast and lunch. Um, and then, and then I have anything from, fish to veggie bowls to pasta. Yes. I eat pasta, pizza, um, tacos is a, is a favorite. Um, I've been really into Korean cuisine lately. Um, so, and I do eat quite a bit of tofu. So I love that tempeh, seitan dishes. Do you you eat dessert? I know you have this avocado, what is it? Avocado mousse or vegan mousse or something. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah, I do eat dessert. I have a serious sweet tooth. Um, and that ranges from dark chocolate to, um, I'll have occasionally some frozen yogurt, um, occasionally some ice cream. Um, I have in in the book also a whole wheat chocolate chip cookie recipe. That's an eggless recipe. Um, that's delicious. Um, so I'll make those and I'll freeze the dough. And then when I want it, we just heat them up, my daughter and I, and have our fresh, delicious home baked cookies. Um, so I do eat dessert. And all these recipes, so half your book, not half, yeah, half (laughs) your book-ish, has all these amazing, delicious-sounding, making-me-hungry type things sorted by, you know, category. Did you invent all these recipes? Like, that's a whole skill set in and of itself, is like being a testing recipes and doing all that stuff. Did you have to do all that? I did. I did wow. it all. <laughs> wow. It was fun. It's it's a creative process for me. Ironically, I've never been the type of person that can follow others' recipes. Okay. Um, so I've had to rely on my own creativity in the kitchen to, to get anything done. I'll always make mistakes if I follow others' recipes. So I just decided to start writing down what I was doing in the kitchen on my own and um, and then, you know, developing new recipes. I I worked with a recipe editor once I sort of had, um, you know, a good portion of them down. So that was a a fun experience and voila, (laughs) 95 recipes. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, they all just sound so good. And did you, did you always like to cook like this? Was this a thing? 
I think I know I you. Started. I know you had trouble following others, but I mean, like, just in terms of an enjoyment standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was young, we always had delicious food around the house. Um, my mother went to the Cordon Bleu in Paris when she was young, um, so she was always doing something interesting in the kitchen. So I had many years of observation. And she, my- and she's a doctor. That's amazing. Like, look at that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it was when uh, after college and I started living on my own um, outside of the, the school context that I really started experimenting with cooking um, and just kind of over the years became more and more. And, um, and I, I, it's something I really enjoy and I get my ideas from, restaurants that I eat out at, um, you know, what other people make when I see beautiful pictures. Um, so I just kind of harvest ideas from, from all over the place and then do my own thing. Then I start, start from scratch and I kind of take what I like, what I don't like. Um, maybe I want to add something new, some interesting flair or some herbs and spices. Um, so that's about how it goes. (laughs) So for somebody who's not eating a plant-based diet. And I know you have different on-ramps, right? From this, this to that, this, you know, pescatarian to like, you know, which is really useful and user-friendly in the book and everything. But how hard have you seen it with other, with people you've tried to like coach into doing this or whatever to really morph into a new category and then be able to maintain that for a while and not just like test it out? If, if you do it gradually, which is my approach and methodology, it's, it's not difficult. Um, and it, and that's the, the beauty of it is that it is sustainable. So unlike so many fad diets that are out there that, you know, you can, you can do for a few days, a week, month, this is something you can do for life. As long as you kind of go through the transitional periods and you do the assessments and make sure that your body is responding. Okay. Make sure that you know, you're emotionally well, psychologically well, you know, I go through in the book exercises and ways to do those assessments. Um, and, uh, if you go through that process, it's, it's, it's a smooth kind of ride. Wow. So what, what was it like turning this into a book? Um, I spent the year of the pandemic writing it. Uh, so I started January of, of 2019 and I, I thought it was just going to be sort of a a side fun project. And I thought if I ever wanted to get it out there in the world, I might self-publish it. Um, that was kind of the only plan that I, I might've had in the back of my mind. Um, and, and then the pandemic hit. And so my, I was going to kind of get back to my business and, and start building out my client base again, after I'd finished, you know, the four years of, of school that I'd done. Um, but when COVID came about, I just decided to put my nose to the computer and um, make this kind of a full-time ordeal. And so it took me a year to get a really solid draft done. Um, And then I had some introductions to a couple of agents and um, publishers, and I went out to them. One of them picked it up and was very excited about it. And then it took about a year from point at which I signed with them and that's post Hill press, um, to the actual release date, you know, the whole kind of editing process, designing the cover with them, designing the interior layout and, um, structure. So, so great. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. So how long have you been keeping a plant-based diet? I was an omnivore till I was about eight years old. Then I became vegetarian um, at about 14. I saw a film on factory farming in school in the ninth grade in biology class. And that really turned me off from meat. And at the same time, one of my sisters had already been vegetarian as well. And as you may well know, uh, who we surround ourselves with really impacts the choices we make as far as diet is concerned. So I became vegetarian and I was vegetarian for 10 years. So Theoretically, since I was 14, I was plant-based, but then after I graduated from college, I became pescatarian, which is also a plant-based diet. Um, and I've been, been pescatarian since. Amazing. And you go through all of what those things are, what what the differences are with pescatarian, what you can and can't eat and all that, you know. So what is the main benefit? I know you go through all of the different you know, eating methodologies and everything. But if there's someone listening who's like, yeah, I'm not giving up meat. I just can't. Like, you've got to really convince me that this is worth it. Like, why Like, why is it worth the energy to convert? Like, yeah. So, well, first of all, that person could be flexitarian, which does allow for some amounts of, of meat and, and certainly dairy and eggs as well. Um, and the idea there is to reduce the amount that you eat and make better choices about the quality, um, that, that you're consuming. Um, but 
to answer your question, any of the four eating patterns I cover in the book are associated with enhanced energy, sleep, immunity, strength, mood, um, and they all reduce the risk of a whole host of chronic diseases from type two diabetes to obesity, auto, autoimmune disease, cognitive disorders, cancer, uh, cardiovascular disease, and hypertension, of course. So uh, the, the, the health benefits are myriad. Um, and then of course you also have, you know, doing a service to the environment and, and animal welfare, of course. Wow. So where do you want to take this whole enterprise of yours? Like, what's your goal? Like, what's your dream pie in the sky, blah, blah, blah. I just want to keep educating people. Uh, I'm doing a lot of speaking now at universities. I love working with that demographic because I feel that that age group is super hungry for this information, ready to take it and use it. Um, Already kind of thinking along those directions, much more so than our generation and certainly our parents, you know, more concerned about the environment, more concerned about animal welfare even. Um, and so education is, is a big part of it. I do that also in the nonprofit world. Um, so you know, bringing the knowledge and the information to, to people that don't have easy access to it in um, you know, public school systems, whether it's, um, you know, in, in the Bronx or, um, other areas of the city that just, um, you know, are, are in need of, of, of the information and the food itself, you know, um, so I do a lot of work there. Um, and then I'm working on a, another book as well. Um, so that, that is definitely a, a project and, and I'm back to my coaching business. So I work with individuals one-on-one. I work with um, corporations developing wellness programs for, um, for their employees. And then uh, of course, educational institutions as well. Wow, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, is there anything about this lifestyle? Like, do you ever feel constricted? Like you want to rebel and like go off and like eat five bags of M&Ms or something? Uh, I don't because I give myself the space and the room and the allowance to basically do that. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I, I do eat dessert. I love sweets. Um, and I am disciplined and structured enough of the time about how and, and what I eat and how much I eat, um, that if I want to go have, I mean, uh, you'll never see me like take a, you know, huge bag of Frito-Lay or something like that and, and eat the whole thing. Um, but you know, I, I pretty much eat what I want. So yeah. it's, it's not ultimately this approach is not restrictive. Um, so it, I don't feel deprived. I don't want anybody else to feel deprived. I don't want people to feel like they have to make sacrifices, but they too learn how to, how to make space for, for the deliciousness that, you know, you want sometimes, but just not all the time. I'm sorry. I kept asking you, I keep asking you about yourself personally. I know this is like a program for other people. And I'm like, <laughs> so curious about you. I'm sorry if I put you on the spot. Um, you can ask you know. whatever you want. <laughs> um, wait, so what is your next book going to be about? My next book is about the qualities and traits that drive health and well-being. So the internal personal qualities and traits, as opposed to the foods we put in our mouth, the exercise we do, um, or anything else, because typically on this topic, it's always like, what can we do that's outside of, 
of ourselves um, to to enhance our health and well being. And this is about um, the the internal uh, necessities, essentially. That is so, really cool. Personality, character, traits. There are eight of them, actually. Really? Which I'm not going to reveal yet right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. Eight I qualities this. of supremely healthy people and how to get them. Wow, <laughs> I like it. Um, you know, I did my senior thesis. I was a psych major. And it was on how the application of social comparison theory um, applies to eating disorders and like eating situations and how much you notice like what other people eat and how much people are working out and and does that correlate with depression, anxiety, like history of eating disorders and all that stuff. And of course it does. What did you discover? I discovered that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and was but that- No one had done that study before, so I did it. <laughs> Right, right. Good for you. Was it helpful to you? How, how are was. you feeling about your diet and plant-based oh eating? And <laughs> well, I have to tell you, this like double combo of keeping Passover and having COVID is is working wonders for my intake. <laughs> um, I can yeah. imagine. So I feel pretty good this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, my favorite thing these days is like when I'm not eating like sweets or something is, is like veggie based, like thick, yummy pureed soups. I feel like I eat one of those for lunch and it like keeps me all the rest of the day. Um, yeah. soups are wonderful. Know. Soups are amazing. I have five or six recipes in my book. You have to try the, yes. um, creamy, creamless broccoli soup. There's a classic lentil soup. There's a vegetarian, French onion soup, which is to die for. Yes. Um, and there's an asparagus puree, a roasted butternut squash. On my website, I have some recipes that aren't in the book. Um, there's a coconut oil infused roasted carrot soup. So mm. totally with you there. Um, again, I usually like to, to pair it with a little something on the side, but it definitely, um, it definitely powers you through the day. Yeah. So satisfying. I think I really like hot foods. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. So like if maybe it's not that, hot, I don't actually feel satisfied. Uh-huh. Well, that might have to do with your, if you were looking at it through the lens of Ayurveda with your constitutional type. Okay. So in, in Ayurveda, which is the ancient Hindu science of life, they um, believe that we each have three elements that dominate our constitutions, which are um, water, fire, and air. And um, the idea is that we have them all in harmony and in, in balance. That would, that's the ideal place that we all want to be, but throughout life, they inevitably get imbalanced and one tends to dominate. So, um, if you're the, the fire person, the pitta person, it's called, you would want to gear your diet towards a more cooling, um, towards more cooling foods, essentially. Um, and if you are a kapha person, the water one, then you, you might need a little bit more spice and warmth and, um, things that are, you know, just more energizing and, and comforting. Um, so that's a whole area of, of interest that, you know, I, I learned from my years as a, as a yoga teacher, um, that's cool to sort of delve into, that could wow. be that, that could be, you might be a kapha person and therefore you are eating pitta foods to sort of balance out. Interesting. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been more recent that I've noticed that. I'm like, why? I'm like, you know, 
my husband like cools things off and I'm like, we have to, it's ready. Let's eat right now. <laughs> know, right. It's getting cold, you know. Oh, interesting. Um, I love it. Well, see, I'm a fire person. I'm a pitta person. So I'm always looking for the cooler foods. And that's why at night, like oh. my desserts are typically something that's like a, a frozen dessert, you know, a, it'll be like a frozen yogurt or an ice cream or a sorbet or, you know, something that's cooling a mousse. I like that. Hmm. And my salads are, you know, that's what I typically eat at lunch. Also, I, I just like colder foods. And I, I believe that is also like working out that balance that, that I don't quite have. Interesting. So my life is not in balance. <laughs> Tell us to freeze. <laughs> Google it. After we finish, Google, go look at the dosha. I feel like I did. I learned about that at some point. I did the, um, what was it even called? I did some online year long course center for something nutrition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Integrative mm-hmm. Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I did right, that right. a long time ago. Um, right. I did learn about that and then I, I forgot it right after. So there we go. Time to refresh your memory. <laughs> Time to refresh. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, having written a book and gotten through this whole process, what advice would you have for aspiring authors? I would say at this point, um, you know, I wrote my entire manuscript before I went out with it. And interestingly, when I met with my editor the other day, I was like, can I now just write the proposal and go out with that? Because I mean, it was great that I got the manuscript done and I don't think I would have gotten a publisher had I not gone that route as a first time author. Um, but you know, there's something nice to think that you can just start with a proposal. And she told me, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are that, it's actually going more in the other direction now. And and if you can have a full manuscript done, um, that certainly can work to your benefit. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it depends. I, I think it's always better. I think it's always better to have it. Right. I mean, when we're evaluating manuscripts, it's like, I could, I could, I could hope that this proposal would be good or I could mm-hmm. see that this one is good. So it's not that it would eliminate one, but if you have to choose between an unknown and a known, you can always work with something in the known, right? You can always say, okay, this is good. Let's keep this part. Let's delete this. Start over here. Um, like one book, we've basically had her rewrite, but I, she, I don't know if we would have taken her book if we hadn't have seen it. Right. Right. So, so that's one piece of advice I'd give. Um, if you, if you can write the whole manuscript, that's, I, th- I think, a good way to go. The other thing is, is of course, always who you surround yourself with is um, really meaningful. And, um, you know, depending on the type of writer are, you are, you can definitely kind of get your work done and, and then sort of get eyeballs on it. I um, personally worked with a development editor, which was necessary for me just because I wanted someone that was really an expert in food, given mm-hmm. the topic that I was covering. Um, because even the recipes, you know, there are so many details that um, are needed in, in how you exactly write a recipe. Um, and so I didn't want to have to backtrack a ton. Um, so I had her on from the beginning and that was really, really helpful. Um, and then at 
other stages of the process later on, I brought in a couple other people also that had different perspectives from the, from the food world, like a woman who um, I was working with, uh, she has a coaching business. Um, her name is Dana Cowan. She's amazing for anyone that is looking to write a food oriented book. Um, and she was editor in chief of food and wine for 20 years. So when I got to the, the, and she's written her own books. Um, so when I got to the, the point of publishing and social media and marketing, she was just an amazing resource of information um, for all that. So that was great. And then lastly, I'd say, you, you know, the more you can build out all your platforms, um, you know, prior to, to publication, the better off you are. Because I'm sure many people that are listening to this who have done some research on, on how to publish a book have heard this, but um, they definitely look at those numbers and want to see that you you have a following. I think maybe more so for nonfiction. I think if you have a, an amazing novel that lands on your desk, I don't think it matters as much. That could be. That could be. I mean, look, I don't have a huge following myself, and and I got you know my book published, so I don't think it always matters. But that's the message that I got from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. Um, so I got, not- people gave me that message too. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. All right. Yeah. And if it's not true for fiction or for the books that you guys take in kudos to you, that's amazing because I, I feel personally that it shouldn't be all that important. I think it's kind of taken up too much space in, in our world and our lives. <laughs> I totally agree. As I spend like an entire day on social media with my book launch and, you know, I'm like, does this even do anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. know. If people are trying to solve this mystery formula all the time, but. But, yeah. you know, you have to find other creative ways also of selling books. And that's something that I'm I'm still learning at this point in the process. Like speaking at these universities, like it's, it's a great gig because not only do I get to do the, the part that I love, which is the education and interaction yeah. with, um, with students, but the universities then buy like chunks of books. That's really smart. Yeah. That's smart. I love it. And for me, I think that I sell more books that way probably at this point than I do through social media. So, yeah. and then, you know, another, another route that I'm, I'm going to is my book is going to be carried in spas. So that's also phenomenal. So I think people just really need to explore all different avenues as to how to get the book out in the world. And, and there are many and so yes. many that you didn't even think of at first. Um, which is again, did you you contact each individual spa or have you partnered with the chain or how are you doing that? Um, so one that I'm sure you know of is naturopathica. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have, they have spas in, in the Hamptons and and in New York. Um, and since I, and you have been going out east (laughs) ever since we've known each other, that just sort of was like a natural collaboration. So pretty much like places that I love to go or people that I know there. So you want to have your allies because also like I have a, definitely a small crew of people that, you know, are doing a lot of work for me for free, whether it's family, whether it's friends and, right. you know, are getting the word out and have connections places and, um, and they hook you up. So that's, that's great. Love it. Thank you, Julie. This is so fun. Congratulations on your book. And, um, I'm excited for you. Thank you. And I hope you get better soon and congratulations on everything that you're doing and, and good luck. And thank you. To come. <laughs> I want to try some of these recipes. That's my, yes, opinion. you absolutely need to please okay. do. And if you have any questions about any of them, let me know. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of moms. Don't have time to read books. 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.